Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Woolahan. There are other things we can do. Oh. <laughs> uh, we are doing the 2012 unaired pilot of The Selection. Yes. I have to differentiate because there is a 2013 unaired pilot, which we watched a couple of clips of but could not find in its entirety. No. So this is the CBS pilot? CW. Oh, okay. It's at CBS at the end. Uh, yes. Are CBS, they the same company or something? CBS, I believe, Viacom owned the CW at the time when this okay. was made. That makes sense. That they may sense. still, honestly. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't stayed up on my CW law, right? <laughs> but we also are doing the selection as voted by our wonderful patrons. Thank you, patrons, for selecting the selection. So... If you're thinking, hey, I've read a weird young adult series called The Selection. Mm Mm-hmm. Yup. Yup, it's that. So let's start by pouring one out. Let's pour one out. So let's start with uh, what Laura has there. I've made this selection for her. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. So in the pilot, there is like a red wine yes. that they drink that's like very colorful. Uh, they, they have a fancy name for it, but I don't remember what it is called. Uh, so I have made that for Lara. But it's actually just seltzer and uh, grenadine. This way, Lara can pass as uh, taking part in this, even though she's secretly not. So you're removing my agency by making the decision for me? Yes. By giving me a cocktail? Look, you can either do this or not be here. That's Those are your options. What do you have? I have a cast system. Oh. This is eight ingredients. It is... One for every cast. It is sinisterly green. Oh, yeah. That's not what I expected to happen. So uh, the top cast is the royal. So I started with some crown royal then uh the second cast is like celebrities and you know what celebrities have sponsorships so the second Uh. ingredient is vibe vibe you should sponsor this podcast you cowards so i started with crown royal and uh vibe uh then that moves on to the threes and in this they say something about if you're a soldier then uh when you get out of the army, you're a three. Yeah, threes are like the educated, like white collar class. Well, I in took the books. so I took that to mean three is a vacation. So okay. I went with a little bit of Malibu oh, all right. to kind of, kind of mix that up. Then four uh, fours are uh, I, I looked it up. It was like jewelers and and, and things uh, like upper crusty businesses. Fours are merchants. Merchants, yeah. yes, yeah. So, so people that have like wares to make things better. So Craftsmen, I went with yeah. a garnish for them. So I added some sprinkles because that's what we have in this house. Uh, fives are artists, so they're people that add a little extra to things. So I sprayed a little bit of Kool Aid, a little bit of Kool Aid into this. Uh, then uh, six is the uh, the the laborers. Six or servants. Servants. Okay. Well, I might have, I might have screwed this drink up then. Uh, but uh, I figured uh, they're, they're the ones that have to kind of like uh, keep, keep things going. They serve the other things in the, the drink. Mm-hmm. So that's the mixer. So I went with some, some Diet Coke. Or Diet Pepsi, actually. A little bit of, uh, of Diet Pepsi. Uh, and then... For the working class, I put in... Oh, oh yeah. So for the the laborers, mm-hmm. the, the you know, the 99%, I put in a little 99 bananas. Okay. And then eight is prisoners, so they just get water. Uh, this is way too much booze. It looks 
like something that you will drink and become a superhero? I don't hate it. What? But I shouldn't drink all of it. Oh, God. <laughs> you did list a number of alcohols. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll take a couple steps of this. Ah. Cast system. What? The system doesn't work. Oh, there we go. So, uh, we open on narration, which drops immediately. We, we drop the narration after yes. this opening. This is the story of America, her past and her future. And it's a generic, there, there were some world wars... The West all is one land now. Elea. Uh, I have a few quotes in here that I thought were particularly interesting. Okay. Uh, They open on saying that there was a huge war. Yeah. And they say... In the late 21st century, the nations of the East brought war against the nations of the West. Countless millions died. Nations fell. Well, if, if you know it's millions, then it's not countless. Then it's millions. That's true. Those words don't belong together. That is true. Uh, And this is also where they explain the caste system. Yep. And they include the line, the tops are the ones. And then the Usos music played. Oh, this. Day one-ish, yeah, all day. We have enough to get through without doing this bit. Light them all up and play them like this. Okay, you're mm-hmm. you're cut off from this drink already. <laughs> I think that's the only bit I have written in oh, my okay. notes. So thank God. Uh, we find out the artists are fives, and they say, and we're going to see how one girl becomes the voice of her nation, and her name was America. It's America. And I was like, ooh, ham hand, and like it's ham handed in the books too. Yeah. But like, yeesh. So. I don't know what happened here, but, like, this very distinguished voice says, and her name was America. And then in my brain, my brain went, and her name was America. And then that voice was just with me for the rest of the show, just coloring this pilot. So you made the narrator a John Mulaney character? I guess. (laughs) I think, you know what? It's such a John Mulaney thing. Because, like, that goofy narration sounds like John Mulaney explaining uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. And then, I don't know, he tries to bang his mom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, my first note as we get into this, we're at, like, a fancy party, and America is playing the violin. America is singing as her sister plays the violin. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. America uh, Her sister is May. Uh, if you read the books, you know she has multiple other siblings. Uh, in the TV show, no, she doesn't. Yes, it's just it's May. It's just May. And the first thing that I notice is I, for some reason, hate the camera angles. There's okay. something about the way the camera looks that I can't quite put my finger on that I hate. Okay. I think it might be manufactured uh, reality show feel because the camera has that kind of wiggle to it. Okay. But there's also panning shots that are smooth. So it almost feels like it's manufactured. My other thought is for some reason, this looks like a PBS show. Like that weird, like plasticky shine, that artificialness that like a PBS show has. My, my first thought was Wishbone. Like, time period done cheaply, I guess? Yeah, I think uh, it's because it, sh- it might have been shot to, on, like, tape than film? Maybe? The same way, like, soap operas look different. Yes, yes, that's a great way to say it. So, it's a pilot, so it's mostly proof of concept, so it will be more inexpensively made, which we're going to get to a little bit when we talk about the costumes. Right. Um, so they're at this party, and a few other girls are speculating about the selection. Yes, and what is the selection? The selection is a generational event 
where the prince, the el- the heir to the throne of Alea, will choose his bride from 30 girls, one from each of the provinces. And out of these 30 girls, there will be televised events in which he narrows them down. Yes. So, The Bachelor. <laughs> yes. And the twos claim it's not random, that only twos get selected. Right. And America's sister gets very upset when she hears this because America's sister desperately wants to be chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, America does not wish to be chosen. She says, like, you can't find true love by lottery. Yeah. And then she goes into the next room to get ready to play again, and a young man asks if she's okay. And he's clearly a servant, and he's clearly flirting with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will find out that this is Aspen. Yes. Uh, her boyfriend. But we don't know it yet in this scene. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Kirkland brand Caesar Flickerman appears on the TV. He's like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's too good. He's like we have Ryan Seacrest at home. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not charismatic like Caesar Flickerman. Mm-hmm. He's very much, you're watching a college play in which a not great freshman has to play a Ryan Seacrest character. Accurate, accurate. Uh, so, And I don't have his name right. I don't I know if we ever his- learn it. We do, but I have it written down as Gavin Bidet. Bidet? <laughs> that must have been the closest thing to what I heard. Mm. Uh, so the poors watch the king sit down. <laughs> yeah. Because we see, like, it, like the Hunger Games, we see moments where we watch the poors watch this on TV. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, one woman from each of the 35 provinces. I'm sorry, there are 35. And every young woman is eligible regardless of caste. Mm-hmm. And we see Queen Amberly, who is the queen, and she's very popular with the people. Um, her son, Prince Maxon, who is the bachelor. Yes. He is generic looking. Mm-hmm. He looks like... Uh, if you know who Noah Centineo is from To All the Girls I've Loved Before... Okay. He looks like the guy... Your friend sets you up with, and she swears he looks like Noah Centineo, but like he doesn't. <laughs> I do have a note that I loved his suit. He was okay. wearing like a crushed purple suit. Uh, I'm going to have a lot to say about uh, costuming later. So am I. So uh, He's wooden and awkward, and we hear them choose a few of the, uh, a few of the selected, including yes. so we hear from Tiny... Okay, you caught that too? Yes. I was almost positive he said Princess Tiny Feet. No. Miss Tiny Feet. He definitely says Tiny. I believe he does call her Tiny, yes. Because Princess Tiny Feet is a character from Venture Brothers. No, he does not call her. (laughs) That Sergeant Hatred's in love with. Princess Tiny Feet, you are my little tree. But then you went away one dismal day. And we also hear from, more importantly, Celeste Newsom. Yes. Who is a name that, if you've read the books, will be familiar. Okay. And then America Singer is chosen. May looks shocked and appalled, and America is horrified. Mm-hmm. And then... They go home, and America is swearing up and down to May. I didn't put my name in. I didn't... Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) I got bits. Uh, And we find out that her father submitted both of their names. Because the way this works is you are lifted and cast by being selected, Mm -hmm. and your family receives a stipend. Yes. And great little just quick... Uh, world building with this character of the father. Mm-hmm. He's seen sitting, but not playing a piano. Yes. He's just seated at a piano. And then when he turns around, he's got a messed up arm. Yes. And I was like, you know everything you need to know about that character in that moment. He mm-hmm. used to be a piano player. He can't play it anymore due to an injury. And then they explain that like the guards beat him. Yes. And it is important that he is beaten up by 
uh, guards By specifically. Guards, yes. I just I thought that was very like show not tell, well done little moment there. So this is a change from the books. Okay. I I think we should get used to that sentence. I really, but I I hate this change. Oh okay. Uh, America submits herself for the selection because she's aware of the boon it would be for her family Mm -hmm. and because she actually has a fight with Aspen before the selection. Okay, interesting. And Aspen is going to go into... We're going to find out a little bit more about Aspen in a couple minutes. (laughs) But she chooses to go in and... She actually looks glowingly in love when she submits herself because she was talking about like she'd been with Aspen previously that day. So one of the reasons that she is selected is because she looks so glowingly beautiful and in love. Mm -hmm. And so she does not have agency. She does not submit herself. And I hate that. Yeah. In this one, she runs out angrily as if to say, no, I want to be poor. And then we also find out that if she makes the elite, which is the final six girls, the entire family will become twos. Twos. And then she does says something stupid. I'd do anything for you, but not this. But I won't do, do this. this. Um, but <sighs> this, again, feels like very Katniss Everdeen to me of like the girl who's like almost doesn't understand lying. Yeah. She's like, but I don't want to do the the selection. Yeah, but pretend. But that's not a thing I want to do. Oh my God. America. (laughs) Get it together. Now, I believe in the books. I don't think this is made clear in the show. But in the books, I believe simply by being selected, she becomes a three. Oh, wow. So, that's just, I, I believe that's true. I did read these books. I read these books quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she also, the, these events happen slightly in a different order in the books. So, she meets up with the servant boy, Aspen, and they immediately just start making out. Oh, yeah. It's hot and heavy immediately. Yeah, it's not, like, romantic. No. It is, like... They are going to have sex in this hay bale. Yes, it's 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 almost like she's hungry. <laughs> like, you know, where she's just like, oh, I just I haven't eaten in a while. Like it's that energy. And I hate pretty much everything about this scene. Because there's like it's a lot of exposition dumping. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole part where it's like, once we fill this jar with money, we'll have enough to get married. To pay the fine to get married, I think. But if you marry me, a six, you'll drop down in Cass. And then, like, there's all this discussion of the plan to, like, do this illegal thing and get married. And then Aspen's like, whoa, it's illegal for us to have sex. It's like, really? (laughs) That's, That's the line for you guys? Well... Purity is a requirement for the selection. Oh, okay. So I guess the idea being, like, if she was found to not be a virgin, there could be consequences for mm. her. And there's a fine for marrying outside of one's cast, and they she's been saving up. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, like a Catholic boy trying to use Jesus' loophole goes, There are other things we could do. Now, in the books... Uh, she uses, uh, they're having like kind of a high season for the fives because of the selection. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of parties mm-hmm. and she is given a small stipend by her mother. She's given like, she's allowed to take her own bookings essentially. Okay. And she gives half of that money to her family and she keeps half. Mm-hmm. So she buys a bunch of sweets and like makes a really nice dinner for Aspen. And then he kind of melts down out of masculine pride that he cannot provide for her. Mm. So... We get to the next morning. Because uh, we, we don't see anything after that. Mm-hmm. Good sexy discretion shot. <laughs> yeah. And the next morning, America is confronting her sister. And she's like, May, let it out. And mm. May is furious that America not only got selected, but she is refusing to go. 
Yes. She she also lets out an emo, I hate this town. You have a chance to get out of this town. Out of this life and you're throwing it away. And America's mom comes in from errands. And America's mom's like, wow, people just gave me stuff because you're my daughter and you got selected. Uh, which is really, like, kind of awful when you think about it because it's, oh, you might be the mother of the queen, so we're going to suck up to you now. I guess you could take it that way. I kind of took it as, like, a community, like, backing the person from their district. The hometown girl? Yeah. It like like when the hometown girl goes to the Olympics and then all of a sudden we're like, we've always cared about curling. <laughs> Go Jessica. So then uh, she goes like, oh, the, I don't remember their last name. Uh, the so-and-so boy joined the army this morning and it's Aspen's last name. Yeah. And America goes, which, which of their sons? And it's like, I don't remember his name. Aspen. <laughs> Colorado or something. And then America runs out and finds Aspen, and he has been branded. Yeah, he has, like, this really intricate brand. Because at first I was like, man, that that tattoo would have taken a while. I was like, no, they just heated up an iron and stuck it to his chest. It does not look fresh, though. No, it looks looks dope. (laughs) It looks looks healed over. Yeah. It looks like he did it. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Because, like, I've watched Jackass. I know what a new brand looks like. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't look like Bam Margera's ass. And he (laughs) he tells her that he will be a three when he gets out of the army in ten years. It's three years in the books. Yeah. Which means, like, in the books, it would make, it would almost make sense for her to wait because she's 17. It's like, oh, wait till you get married till you're 20. Yeah. You're not even old enough to drink yet. And then he says, like, I'll think of you whenever I look at the moon. Yes. And then she runs home in her grief, and Sylvan is waiting. Mm -hmm. He's a man from the capital. Yes. And he is an advisor to the queen, and he is there to accompany America to... Mm. uh, Accompany America to the selection. Yes. And he is in a fire red suit that looks awesome. He's the best character. Yes. Uh, She... Says, I'm happy to meet you. When do we leave? Yes. Uh, so I hate this. Okay, all right. Because at this point, we went from a character who did make her own decisions in mm-hmm. the books. She chose to be in the selection. She chooses to go. To a character where everything is kind of done for her. Her father makes that mm. selection. Aspen joins the army, removing the choice to marry him. Okay, that's interesting, because, like, my take of this was, like, she was so committed to her values that even though she is being gift-wrapped this huge opportunity of this election, no, I'm not going because I believe in all this. And then all these other things have to fall around her for her to be like, fine, I, I will betray my values. I thought this was them trying to establish the scruples of America. No, I, I feel like she's acted on. And I because it's so fresh after Aspen joined the army, I got it as a very, like... Girl, have hissy fit. Yeah, like, this teenage, like, fine, when do we leave? Hmm. Uh, Sylvan wears great suits, not gonna lie. So, yeah, this is the thing I want to talk about. She comes in, sees him in, like, a bright red suit and goes, when can we leave? It then cuts to them leaving, and he is in a baby blue shirt, uh, suit, as if to be like, we're leaving? Time for my leaving suit. <laughs> He's just traveling the world with, like, boxes of suits. Um, her sister hugs you with a parting, I still hate you. Yes, yes. But, like, an affectionate one. Mm-hmm. And America's mom hugs her and says, Just remember, be polite. And every thought you have doesn't have to be voiced to the world. Shutting up is free. <laughs> you can shut up sometimes. I know you have thoughts, but you can keep them in your mouth. I believe I believe she actually does say not every thought needs to come out of your mouth. <laughs> like something to that effect. Uh, America meets one other selected girl, Ashley, who is a two. And she's yes. cheerful and awkward. And they're talking about this particular wine. And yes. America realizes immediately. She's like, oh, everyone's going to have more experience in culture than I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, poopy. 
Uh, there's a nice little moment where she says... And this girl's not unkind to her. Yes, she's not unkind, even though she's like, we're supposed to be enemies. But we're cool. And she even says, like, I was scared the first time I flew. Which was not... Like, this is a two. Mm-hmm. Like, including a five. Yes. Like, which is... I was like, oh, okay, this is very nice. Then... <laughs> The plane lands in an empty field. Yeah. Because it's a plane that needs to land, so it needs a lot of space. Yeah, it's in like a remote airstrip. So in this big empty space, two cars of rebels sneak up on them. Yes. (laughs) And it's just like America steps off this plane and looks around and then gunfire. And then I just started laughing so hard. Well, because it... First, I thought they were just armed guards there to collect them with a motorcade. Yeah. And then there's immediate gunfire and America is knocked out. Yeah. She's like hit with the butt of the gun. Mm-hmm. She wakes up in the palace. Yes. And a young woman sits at the end of her bed and we meet her maid, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Now, Lucy is a major character in the books. We don't see a lot of her. And I don't remember this from the books. But the maids call the girl's mum. I hate this. I That's a note I have right there. I hate mum. Which is so odd to me because I I would think it would be m'lady. Yeah. Or something. Because they do start calling them Lady America, Lady whatever. Yes. And I think it's very strange because we do establish, and this becomes important, Lucy is about America's age. Yes. I hate it. I think the point of it is to show Cass. Yeah. Because a mum is like a state above you. So is my lady, though. Yeah. But you say milady to people of your caste as well. Do you? Yes. My lady is something that you would say to an equal as well. I, I don't agree. Okay. I, I feel like that's an odd... This isn't the show community. <laughs> no, it is not. It certainly is not. I, I feel like... Because I'm thinking of like other... You don't read a lot of fantasy and this... It's unlike, true, unlike a lot of the other dystopian clones, this is more fantasy than science fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think of more of like... In fantasy, my lady would be mm. kind of a deferential. Yeah. Mum is odd. Yeah. I mean, I think it's trying to be post-apocalyptic odd. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like every young adult tried to, like, incorporate new slang to make it its own word. Yeah. Own world. Uh, and this is ineffective, in my opinion. And we meet Queen Amberly. Mm-hmm. And Queen Amberly is immediately kind to America. And America immediately goes, Ashley and Sylvan, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Ashley chose to go home. Because uh, she just couldn't take it. Yeah. And she asks America not to tell anybody about the attack. And said, I've told Sylvan to up your family stipend. Yeah. So immediately she gets bought off. Yeah. And she tells her that the rebels want to shatter the unity the selection provides. Mm Unity is a weird thing here. Because again, this is a Hunger Games clone. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always wondered about the idea of unity, because wouldn't you be, like, really rooting for your province's girl in this? Because, like, in any... the what They mentioned London being one of the provinces. Like... Right. Elea is huge. So different things are going to affect different parts of this country... Yeah, I mean... So I would think you'd be really into your girl winning because you might get a little bit of preferential, like, or at least the queen is familiar with the issues of your... I think so, too. I think the the idea is the selection's a huge event. Kind of in the same way that, like, you cheer for your local football team, but if they don't make the playoffs, you still watch the Super Bowl because it's the event. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but like that's that's the best guess I could give for that. So uh 
America chooses. And she... America chooses to keep up the lie. Yeah. And so... Turns out everybody's already, like, in their first lesson with Sylvan. Mm-hmm. Um, except America, who comes in late. Yes. And he goes, oh, Lady America, uh, what was the lie that they had? Oh, they said there was a minor plane malfunction. A minor plane malfunction, yes. So kind of implying that America's plane had had some issues, that she hadn't been unconscious in the palace, that she was just... Yeah, late. Late. And late in a way that was not her fault. Right. Because uh, I think that's important. Like, late in a way that was not her fault. Like, mm-hmm. she's late, but it's not a reflection on her. And the first, we find out the first cut is going to be the next night. Yes. And, and also that the prince can dismiss you at any time. For any reason. For any reason. Uh, and a young woman named Fiona asks Lady America to sit nearby her. Yeah. And at this point, I am wrong. Because if you read the books, I immediately peg Fiona as being the Marley character. Right. I am incorrect in this. You are incorrect. Uh, And then we cut away. And we see Ashley, the other selected girl, tied up sitting in a camp. Right. And we see the rebels have kidnapped her. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, the rebels are going to be more of a storyline in this. Yeah. So we're in this weird situation where the rebels seem like these kind of ruthless animals that have captured one of the girls and are, like, keeping her tied up. One of them wants to just, like, kill her now and all this other stuff. And I always feel like the rebels are the ones we're cheering for. Yeah. And this is when I start getting confused and start wondering, is this show pro-monarchy? Are we supposed to be cheering for the ones... So, (laughs) we see a shot of the king and Max, and he's reminding Max, like, this is not about romance. This is going to be, like, you have to make a politically advantageous match. Kind of implying that America has no chance anyway. Yes. Uh, The king informs uh, the prince about this while America had snuck out of her room to look at the moon. Yes. So she's like hiding in some like foliage because it's like a the conservatory. A conservatory, yeah. And basically she overhears that she ain't gonna win this. And so she's kind of awkwardly in the bushes, and then the king leaves, and Maxon sees her. And yeah. He said, Lady America, you will stand and bow. She begs forgiveness and admits to being homesick. Yeah. I just wanted to see the moon. And they kind of, they talk about it. And she kind of admits she feels like the selection's a farce, but she didn't grow up in a gilded cage. Yeah. And so she's kind of like snotty and weird to the prince immediately. Yeah, she does not treat the, like, the prince is like, why shouldn't I send you home? This is cheating. She's like, I think this whole thing's dumb anyway. It's not like you're going to find love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's not eliminated. She goes back to her room. And then the next morning we see them talking and we talk about, Fiona talks about how she was playing, she used to play the violin. Yes. And then her father found out and because Fiona is a two, her father felt it was beneath her because like music is for fives. Yeah. Which is so odd because in our, you know, in our society, being classically trained in an instrument would be a prestige thing. And going back hundreds of years, being classically trained in an instrument would be something that would signify status. Yeah. And, like, if five are the artists and three are the celebrities... Two are the celebrities. Or two of the celebrities, what are the celebrities doing that make them celebrities? I, Do they not have a talent? Say, music? I, I, we don't find out a lot about that kind of cast movement. hmm And... So, my next note, casts are weird and reductive. Yeah. <laughs> so then Maxon comes out, and he's going to meet individually with each girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, meanwhile, enjoy my first gift. And it's shoes! It's shoes! It's overly ornate, fancy mm-hmm. silver heels and stuff. And all the girls are like, yay, shoes! 
it's very reminiscent of reality shows mm-hmm. of when like Brett Michaels gives the Rock of Love girls like a rack of Ed Hardy, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my god, I love Ed Hardy so much!" and they cry. Mm-hmm. And Fiona goes first, and I haven't right now. She's clearly the Marley character because I thought that's what they were setting up. Yes. And then she comes back and she's like, he's so nice. He makes me feel so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And while she's talking to America, Celeste says, oh, look, I'm just, I'm here because I'm remembering what's important. And she shows another girl a picture of a young woman, of a very young girl. Yeah. Three or four year old girl. And the other girl's like, oh, she's so cute. And Celeste goes, yeah, that's my niece. Mm -hmm. And Fiona looks worried and anxious and then it's america's turn and america is immediately contrite yeah um, and max is like i don't really want to talk to you you're goodbye yeah just immediately dismisses America. and she's like wait that's not fair and sylvan's like oh crap you keep using that word fair but sylvan's like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the like opening night and all thirty-five, all thirty-four girls, because no Ashley. And Fiona is clearly like distressed and has stuff going on. And I can't believe it's not Ryan Seacrest. Asks Maxon who stands out. Yeah. And he goes, "Lady America singer." Ooh. And America says like something to the effect, "You're gonna put this in something, yeah. something forgiving heart." That yeah, line. I really appreciate your forgiving heart. And then opens her eyes real wide, like. Please forgive me for all the things I did. And then Gavin Bidet calls her a front runner. That's not his name, but I don't care. Yes. Um, and Fiona says something. She wants to like admit something on TV, and she's like, I'm leaving and I'm going home. Yeah, just out of nowhere. It's just like, I gotta go. So, you know, this char- the only other character we've gotten kind of attached to in this election pieces mm-hmm. out. Anyone who gets close to America disappears. <laughs> and then Gavin Bidet also says, like, Ashley went home to take care of her ill father. Yes. So she left immediately. Ashley, if you're watching, we love you. Yes. And that we zoom out and it's the rebels watching TV in the mm. camp. And one of them breaks the TV and the other one's like, dude. Yeah, that's the TV. <laughs> And one of the rebel men wants to kill Ashley. Yeah, they're frustrated. And the female rebel leader says, like, we're not using her for sloppy instant gratification. Mm -hmm. We, like, we have, we're going to use, we're we're going to use her when the time is right. Yeah. And then I have, oh, there's a smarter way to use this girl. And then I have a note of, Oh, they're going to brainwash her and then put her back in the selection. She's yeah. going to be the rebel plant. Yeah. Which is a cool idea. Yes and no. There is a rebel plant in the books. Mm-hmm. But she's just a rebel. She's not a brainwashed two. Okay. And she's considerably more compelling. Mm. And she's actually the only other girl who has a realistic shot in the oh, books. Oh, cool. Uh, she's a... I was like, oh, she's Chris. So then uh, Celeste is in her room, the girl who showed the picture of the niece. Mm-hmm. And she's very proud of herself that she sent someone home. Very lacy from Rock of Love. She like picks up her cup of tea and she's like, it's cold. We're, like, I want warm tea. And then Queen Amberly is, is in the room. Yeah. And we watch Celeste immediately backtrack. Whoops! Because she's outed herself as being a brat. Yeah. And Amberly confronts Celeste about having blackmail on people. And we find out that Celeste's quote, quote, niece was Fiona's daughter by her violin teacher. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch violin teacher. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah, she was the daughter by the violin teacher. Uh, that's why she's not allowed to play violin anymore. Yes. Uh, that's good. So, I thought that was kind of a, a a neat, like, thing in there. 
And Amberly says, like, look, I know everything about all of these girls. Should you have any more clever ideas, clear them with me. Yeah, like... Like, stop trying to blackmail people. I have this under control. Yeah, like, she even implies, like, she wasn't winning anyway. We needed her here to make, you know, to this point to start, like, negotiations with this province. And now that's ruined. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so the we know in the first episode... That this is all a sham. Yes. That the selection as a whole is a political stunt. Yes. And I hate this. Yeah? Uh, In the books, Queen Amberly is true good. Oh, okay. So I I hated immediately making her kind of suck. Yeah, she's immediately placed into this like villain role and this also makes me again be like all right so the royals suck and the rebels suck and all these girls suck (laughs) this is just kind of a terrible place (laughs) i don't like any of these people so so and now it also is like america has no chance and all the odds are stacked against her yeah because they have to be i guess for this to be compelling so she's in the greenhouse because they're not allowed out of their rooms, but she just does whatever she wants. Yeah. And Maxon is like waiting for her there. Come to look at the moon again, eh? And he's like, the public will love you. You played well tonight. Mm-hmm. And it, again, that Katniss Everdeen, like when Katniss actually did play to the cameras well. Yeah. And Max admits to being attracted to her, but says like, I know you're in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. And she kind of tells him a little bit about Aspen and he's like, so you came here to lick your wounds. And she goes, I came to help my family. Yeah. And he's like, I'll, I have to send you home. Like if I don't have any chance of being with you, I have to send you home. And she's like, no, <laughs> just keep me around for a little bit. So she kind of, the next, we see the next day, She's FaceTiming with her family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's food in the pantry for the first time. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Things are great now that you're not living here. Yeah, now that you're gone, it's awesome here. <laughs> and America realizes, like, she wants to stay purely for her family. Mm-hmm. So she goes to... And she goes, I want to see the prince. And Sullivan's like... Bro. Yeah. Like, Who do you think you are, America? Stay in your lane. She's like, oh, well, maybe I'll just go talk about what happened on the airplane. And Sylvan's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. Uh, and that's enough to get a meeting. Yeah. So that's enough to get Max's attention. And he... Sylvan has this great smirk because mm-hmm. he kind of likes her. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Sylvan is Cinna. Yes. Like Sylvan is very much. Sylvan is the best character. He's, but, he always looks on point and sharp and he's very quick witted and charismatic. He should be in the Ryan Seacrest role. No, he's better in this role. I mean, like. In universe. Yes. Sylvan should be also playing that role. Yeah. So she's she's really like, he kind of likes her. And then Maxon is actually happy to see her. Yes. And she has a scheme. Yes. She's going to be the inside girl. This is turned from the bachelor to the mole. Yes. She... She's like, look, my only motive is I want to help my family. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what these girls are like when you're not around. Because mm-hmm. everyone's on their best behavior with you. You are going to find a wife. What you need is a bestie. Yeah. What she needed was a gay best friend. <laughs> yeah, he... Yes, remember that? Remember that sketch? Do you not like that sketch? I thought you liked that sketch. I was making a reference I thought would make you happy. Were you trying to say sassy gay friend? Yes, sassy gay friend. Oh, man. What are you doing? What What are you doing? So, Max says, like, look, you have to be 
on point at every turn. You have to give me no reason to eliminate you. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, I will make sure you're one of the elite. Yeah. Which would make her whole family twos. Yes. They went from the Usos to the elite. She's like, oh my god, thank you, Maxon. And he goes, that's Prince Maxon. Like, kind of reminding her of like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're already screwing this up. (laughs) Yeah. So then, we see somebody riding a motorcycle, or riding a horse through the countryside. Yeah. And then... A knife gets thrown. Yes. And the person on the horse looks over and it's the rebel leader, mm-hmm. the young woman. And the motorcyclist who threw the knife takes off his helmet to reveal that it is Sylvan. Yes, Sylvan's a rebel. And immediately I was like, oh, I love this show. That legitimately got me as a twist and I am on board. So that happened... And they embrace like old friends. Mm-hmm. So, just stirring up the mix here. The, the stew's getting warm. Lots of interesting factors going on here. Sylvan gives her the blueprints for the palace. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. The uh, Death Star scene, basically. And then he says, like, look, don't tell me anything. It's better if I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because he knows pretty much, like, he's going to be safe in whatever happens. Yeah. But it's not good for him to know anything, because he'd rather be completely above suspicion and genuinely not know anything. Also, if he were to be caught. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't actually know anything. So, we then see the Caesar, knockoff Caesar Flickerman, I can't believe it's not Ryan Seacrest, talking to four girls in the parlor. Yes. Uh, Including Tiny. Yes, Princess Tiny Feet goes home and... Princess Tiny Feet! Oh my god, her name is Tiny Lee. And Tiny Lee. <laughs> it, it, I swear it sounded like Princess Tiny Feet. I checked the IMDb page. It's Tiny Lee. <laughs> and Lucy is setting up America's clothes. Uh, Celeste is actually much nicer to her maid in this scene. But Celeste says then, like, you should maybe befriend Lady America's maid. Yes. Wouldn't you like to be the maid to the queen? And kind of offers her maid the idea of being, like, higher in that. Because there's eight casts, but in any one of these, there's probably casts and casts and oh, yeah. casts. Yeah. She, she's more of a 4.5 right now, and she could be like a 4.9. And then America sees Lucy packing up her clothes, and she's like, what are you doing? And... Lucy goes like, we have to go to your nicer, we have to go to your room. And America has been given a much, much nicer room. Yes. With a balcony Mm -hmm. that faces the moon. Yeah. And then the episode ends with Queen Amberly greeting all of the members of the Royal Guard who have somehow just finished their training. Who've all somehow just finished their training. Mm Mm-hmm. And among them is Aspen. Yes, Aspen is now a guard at the palace. Which is also now significantly more, less of a coincidence than it was in the books. Uh, I also want to talk about the costuming a little bit uh, when we talk about the girls in the selection. Yes. This is when the budget really shows. Because America in particular looks like she's in off-the-rack prom dresses from Macy's. Okay, I have some some notes I really want to come out about the costuming. First off, though, uh, the shot of Aspen being a guard is the end. Yes. So, like, we end on, like, Sylvan's actually a rebel. Aspen's now at the palace. America is secret besties with the prince. Four girls went home. Oh, no, Prince's tiny feet. See you next week. Uh, so, yeah, I-, I thought they did a good job of building that tension to be like, I want to see a second episode of this. Uh, But when it comes to the costumes, is there something in the books about there not being cotton or cotton being, like, cheap or something? No. Because I feel like everyone's wearing polyester. Everyone's wearing that, like, shiny, like, it's not crushed velvet. It's like a plasticky. Everyone kind of looks like they're in suits, but from Idiocracy. 
They all look like they're in late 2000s, early 2010s prom dresses. Yeah, I guess it is of the time. (laughs) Yeah, for being set in the future, the fashion does look very much 2010s. And I I did, like, I noticed that. That that was my main note about the fashion is, like, at one point, uh, America is in, like, the ugliest off-the-rack prom dress I have ever seen. Uh, The other thing that they do with the costuming and the makeup, which I think is pretty good, is all the girls have, like, very elaborate eye makeup. Yeah. Except for America. Yes. Because she's of a lower caste. She doesn't have any of this makeup. So her natural beauty goes through... Well, everyone else is so dolled up that there's, like, an unnatural thing about it that makes it less appealing. Yeah. And then I went, wait a minute. Isn't this the king's daughter? <laughs> Didn't they do this exact thing in the king's daughter? I In the king's daughter, doesn't she also get moved to another room so she can look at the moon? Yeah. <laughs> is this just the king's daughter again? There's no mermaid in this, I guess. I mean, to be entirely fair, this was filmed before The King's Daughter. Not by much. (laughs) But it was filmed literally not by much. Literally by about two years. Yeah. For a movie that came out last year. (laughs) Oh, Um, right. I forgot that The King's Daughter sat for years. I, I do find it super interesting that they made two of these pilots. A lot of the cast remains the same. Really? Uh, same actress plays the queen. They knew they had a good thing going with Sylvan. He remains. Uh, the commander of the rebels remains. Uh, all of the romantic leads change up. And most interestingly, the king was clearly going to be set up to be a larger character in the 2013 pilot because they cast a bigger actor as the king. Mm. Good old Anthony Stewart Head. Oh, Giles! Yeah, he was not the one we got to see, unfortunately. Giles, who we love. Also, Rupert, who we hate. Yes. But, yeah, I, uh... We we found only a few clips of the 2013 one. Uh, entirely different casting of the younger characters. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the older characters did remain the same. Uh, I... I really liked these books, but America starts out as a better character. And cause in, when she's like wandering the palace the first night in the book, she's having a panic attack. Right. So she's less stupid and more in distress. Mm-hmm. This, we just kind of see the, the we're just like, what are you doing? In this, it feels like she is doing everything she can to blow it. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but overall... I really dug this. The other thing I liked better in the books mm-hmm. is in the books, she's the only, America's still the only five. Yeah. But there are some threes and fours. Okay. It feels less contrived. Yeah, this definitely feels very contrived. And like, it was very clear to me that this, her involvement is to give fives hope. Like, well, if America can make it this far, yeah. there's hope for me. This goes back, this type of caste system goes all the way back to Plato's Republic. Plato's Republic had the noble lie where there are people with souls of gold and silver and souls of, I think, what are the weak ones, are like tin or something? Yeah. But anyone with a weaker soul could have, could graduate to having a gold soul. And the noble lie is that all this is crap and we just need a system in place. Uh, So this idea of dangling the carrot makes a lot of sense for how a caste system works. Yeah. I really enjoyed this show and I'm going to be like, there was part of me that wanted to read the books after watching this. Uh you gave me a couple spoilers just in, like, talking about the show and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I'm sorry. And th- I mean, there's also a part of me, like, there's, what, six books? Uh, Do I really want to spend time reading, like, six young adult books? You only need to read three. Yeah, and see, I don't like that situation. <laughs> because the other fo- the other three are the next generation. Oh. Oh, like, like when Steve by the Bell goes to college? 
well, the next three are the next selection. Oh, okay. It's Maxon's daughter. Oh. So only three are the selection for Maxon to choose his wife. Okay, interesting. The next ones are Maxon's daughter doing her selection. Okay, okay. So you only have to read three young adult books. All right, I might. Cause like, I, I will go to the library and get those on Friday. I, I would audiobook this. Fair. Uh, if I was going to do it. Uh, but yeah, I was I was down for this. I think my biggest complaint is probably the same as my biggest complaint for Evil Monkeys. If this is a reality show, where are my talking heads? That's that's a little thing that I really wanted. Is like America. This is the part where you have to sit to camera for a, like the people to see your thoughts. That would be fun. Yeah, I. I feel like we didn't spend enough time on the TV aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I also, when we were going into this, I wholly thought this episode was going to end with, and from the Carolina provinces, America Singer. Yeah. I, cause I, and I know why, I know why they chose to go to the castle and I know why they chose to go further with it. Mm-hmm. But if I was splitting this up, I probably would have just ended it on her selection. Yeah, I think the, the way to think about it is... And I would have spent more time with Maxon and the palace before the selection. Okay, okay. And kind of had some of this happen... Kind of like with the Hunger Games, we saw some of Caesar Flickerman and Effie Trinket ahead of the reaping. Right. The way I kind of see it is, let's say we're doing a series on Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Harry Potter series. I would probably end the first episode on, you're a wizard, Harry. And I can do that because everyone knows Harry Potter. <laughs> if I was doing, uh, let's say again, Harry Potter, but it only had the notoriety of the selection books we gotta get to Hogwarts because Hogwarts is what is gonna sell the show yeah I I'm also thinking about this with so we're gonna actually talk about Riverdale and it's gonna be relevant for once (laughs) one thing I actually very much liked in the first couple of seasons of Riverdale is that season one goes from like August to mid-October. Yeah, it's not a year of high school. And then season two picks up immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they can get like seven seasons of a high school show this way, and they'll graduate at the end of season seven, nothing weird will happen. Yeah, you were wrong. You I were was, incorrect. I was so wrong. Uh, holy God, was I wrong. But in that... I would want to be like, okay, we have three books. If we want to get six seasons out of this, we're going to have to stretch. Mm -hmm. So I would have spent a little more time in this world building uh, of, you know, what does the show look like? Do we want to add more of the in-universe show? Mm -hmm. You know, do we want... Do we want to spend a little more time selling Aspen in America? Right. Because they get one scene where they kind of make out and then fight. Yeah. And that's this love story Mm -hmm. that she's supposedly willing to marry him. It is very much, and she has the same amount of screen time with Maxon that she does Aspen Mm -hmm. in this. And I I just, if I was writing this, if I had gone to series, because I think at the end of the day, I probably, you'd probably reshoot a lot of this pilot. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good proof of concept, but I think if this went to series, I would want to spend significantly more time. Yeah, it. I think it just really depends on if you're doing a selection TV show, does the selection have an audience big enough that you can get people to come back for episode two without showing what really the crux of the show is? Because, like, the reality show selection part of that is really what the show is. Yeah. If you do the pilot where you end on the selection, episode two is going to look markedly different than episode one. And you need to have that audience, like, locked in already because you're going to have the people who are like, well, I didn't really care for episode one. 
not come back for episode two and see the wildness. And then you're going to have the people who came back from episode one to be like, this is nothing like the show I thought I was getting into. Uh, your idea is better. I just don't know if it grabs you. Yeah, because I, I, when you were saying, how would you end a Harry Potter pilot? Mm-hmm. I would end it on the letter. Isn't that when? No, the first letter. Oh, the first letter. Yeah. Or, if I was being real sassy, I would end it in the house on the sea and end on the cliffhanger of Hagrid's figure in the doorway. Yeah, there you go. Which is right before you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, so I... I that, That's just me. I would have ended this on her selection to give her a little bit more background to make us like her more. Because America Singer is unlikable in this yeah, pilot. Yeah, I agree. And it's tough because this is in that Hunger Games generation of... Um, this Hunger Games generation of books where the female protagonist was intentionally very rough around the edges, could not think before she spoke, not like other girls. Mm-hmm. Like, this was that generation of not like other girls protagonists. Right. They wanted to make her Katniss Everdeen, but this show makes her Bella Swan. Interesting take. I definitely saw Katniss in her. Yeah. Uh, but, like, more of just the flaws of Katniss. Yeah. Of just, like, no, just... <sighs> Don't be so stubborn and, like, see the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's give this one a verdict. I would say that this is a stay tuned. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, they clearly... They tried to make this show twice, so they really saw value in the property. Mm-hmm. And uh, Netflix picked up the rights in 2020 and we're going to make at least a film. Yeah. I do think these would have worked a little better as a film. Yeah, I could see that. As like a trilogy of films, just because uh, when I keep saying stretch, the story of the books is a little thin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The Rebel storylines would have helped the show a lot because... Story of the books is a little thin. Gotcha. But I think they they announced last month on the author announced on Twitter they were not going forward with the film. Yeah. Plus, everyone's on strike. Well, yeah, right now they're not gonna go Nothing's forward with a lot forward. of films. So, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna also give this a stay tuned. I dug this. You really did. I was like, I would I would totally watch this every week. I'm I'm in. I'm on board. But unfortunately, this is all we have of the selection. Uh, so we're entering a very special month. Yeah. So as we near closer and closer to episode 200 of Stay Doomed, we look back at those that we have dug up and realized that uh, three of them, they, they straight up got resurrected. Yeah. And they're up and walking around. The Undoomed. So I think we need to spend some time with these. Okay. So uh, next week, we will be getting into season two. Oh, it sounds so weird to say. Season two of The Quest. The Disney Plus revival of The Quest. After that, we'll be heading on over to season two of Clone High. And we're not doing season two of Tiger King because we don't want to. No, we just we just don't want to. We just it was fun that we did Tiger King. It was fun in the moment. We have as a society have moved on. I mean, it's very much a zeitgeist. Yeah, it's very much that. And so that's going to be episodes one ninety four and one ninety five. Yeah, uh, which means we are rapidly approaching. Episode 200. 200. So I, I want you to start thinking about what you might want to see out of episode 200. I have some ideas. I was thinking about actually putting up a poll for what 200 looks like. If we should like tier list our episodes or tier list all the shows we've watched. Okay. Something like that. So uh, we will uh, 
We're, we're, we're going to brainstorm and come up with some stuff. And if you have some ideas, where can people reach us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And thank you to Matthew for being a super cool patron. If you want to be a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash plus two comedy. That's where you can vote on polls and join our Discord full of fun people. And if you want to talk to me about, I don't know, reality or... Yeah, reality shows, reality dating shows. I'm at TV's Noah on Blue Sky. <gasps> oh, yeah. We're, we're doing Blue Sky now. Okay, and if you want to talk to me about that generation of young adult novels, which I read a shameful amount of, I am at Glitter and Glow Tape on Blue Sky. Until then, stay doomed. <laughs>